Hello, and welcome to the first true episode of Dirty Aquatics Podcast. Today, we're going to be discussing the nitrogen cycle and water changes. So, today on the docket is nitrogen cycle, and we're going to be discussing how important it is for keeping aquariums. This is the first thing you need to understand when starting an aquarium, even before you put the fish in the tank. To start off with the nitrogen cycle, we will talk about what is, what is the process of turning ammonia to nitrite, then to nitrate. The whole process is dependent upon tiny bacteria that cling to the surface of just about everything in your aquarium. These bacteria are responsible for turning ammonia into the aforementioned stages of nitrogen. Now, the ammonia, when in the water, can harm your aquarium livestock in many ways. It can harm your fish if you add too many into an uncycled aquarium. This will basically cause what is called an ammonia spike, which can be difficult to get rid of without the bacteria growing in your tank. The ways that ammonia can harm your livestock is fish gasping at the surface for air. So if you see all your little fish hanging around at the top gasping for air at the surface of the water, uh, it's probably an indication of ammonia poisoning. They don't have an appetite. They seem to have lost their appetite and don't eat or seem... Don't eat. Another symptom is lethargic. If your fish are hanging around top or the bottom, not really swimming around, uh, they're acting real lazy. You can't really get them to do anything with food or you might want to do a water change. Uh, they can swim erratically. This is because the ammonia is injuring them. It's called ammonia burn. And it'll cause them to swim erratically so they can try to get away from it or out of it or etc. In extreme cases, ammonia burns do happen. This is when the ammonia concentration is so strong that it starts to burn the gills and the fins of the fish, causing what looks like um, sores to appear. So how is ammonia created in aquariums? Ammonia is created in an aquarium because it is an enclosed environment and it is created by fish waste and excess fish food and plant matter that's breaking down just all of that stuff in your aquarium can cause ammonia and you need to keep track of it for the aforementioned reasons now skip ahead in my notes here now when you are starting the nitrogen cycle what you should do and what I have done in the past is the best way to start it is by getting a small feeder fish like a mosquito fish or a guppy or a tetra or something this isn't really the best way but it's one of the many ways you can do it and basically you take that fish and you put it in your aquarium and it'll start creating ammonia in the water column and that ammonia will slowly start bringing bacteria growing bacteria in your aquarium 
that like to feed on it. So when you have one fish, the bacteria will start growing and there's only going to be a finite amount of bacteria in the water. And so with that one fish, you're going to get a finite amount of bacteria. Then when you add, say, a second fish, you'll get another finite amount of bacteria and so on and so forth. So for every fish you add, it basically is adding onto that limit of how many fish you can keep in the aquarium. And, but eventually you'll run out of room for bacteria and such on and so forth. It's always a good idea to never allow your fish tank to get overpopulated as this will create too much ammonia for the bacteria that is there to basically break down. So, so the process of nitrogen cycle is nitrogen or yeah, ammonia will be created by excess fish waste, fish food, plant matter. And basically what will end up happening is, for example, you have 10 ammonia molecules and what will happen is they'll float in the tank for a while and the bacteria will start popping up and the bacteria will take that 10 ammonia and convert it to 10 nitrate so or nitrite excuse me and those will float around for a while and another set of bacteria will pop up that will convert those nitrite then to 10 nitrate and nitrate is ideally what you want ideally what you want it to go to because in the ideal circumstance you'll have plants in your aquarium and the plants will absorb it but if you don't have any plants you'll need to do water changes and basically what a water change is where you take out a certain amount of water from your aquarium and then replace that water with fresh new water. So let's talk about um, nitrite poisoning. The symptoms of excess nitrites in the water are different in fish than with ammonia, but some of them overlap fish with nitrite poisoning will be showing any of these symptoms. One, you'll have darkened gills and they will breathing, be breathing very heavily. And with this, like I said, you'll see darkened gills, they'll be breathing heavily. Um, they may be at the surface gasping for air or just hanging around the bottom not doing anything. The second that you'll want to look for is lethargic, them being lethargic. Um, that's going to be a theme with the three in poisoning cases is lethargy. They'll be hanging around in the water column just not doing much. The third you'll want to look for is gasping at the surface. Like I said, some of these will overlap one another and you'll it, it'll be up to you to do water testing to find out what specifically you have that you need to take care of um, increased breathing is another one 
In extreme cases, if the fish hasn't passed away from prolonged exposure, it can weaken the fish's immune system and it will be prone to ick or dropsy. The final stage of the cycle is nitrate, which is the least harmful of the three, but it's still harmful. It is also produced by the same process that produces ammonia. In this stage, this form of nitrogen can easily be taken in by plants if you keep Planet Aquarium. That's one reason for keeping in Planet Aquarium, which is incredibly handy. It'll reduce the load of all three and create oxygen for nitrifying bacteria to grow and spread. So basically, what I'm saying there is if you have nitrate in the water, the nitrate will be absorbed by the plants and it's used in the plants to help grow the plants, which in turn, the growing plants will create more oxygen in the water for your fish and the bacteria that does these processes need plenty of oxygen. It's very important that you have oxygen in the water. So let's talk about testing and ways to help fight the buildup of these elements. One way to help fight the buildup of this el these elements in your water by doing a water change. Water change is the physical remo removal of aquarium water with these elements and replacing it with fresh, clean water or if you live in a city, chlorinated water, which will need, which you can get rid of by adding things such as Seachem Prime, which is a dechlorinator. Um, I've seen people remove chlorine by putting an air stone in a bucket of water. This will help the chlorine evaporate off. And it's important because chlorine will help, or will kill the bacteria in charge of this process it is very important to pick a certain amount to change every week every week they are weekly water changes for the most part with from the info I have been told it is that you should do a minimum of 10% per week for me I prefer to do mine 50% water changes this allows me to take out more because I tend to overstock my aquarium one thing you want to do when refilling is use water that is one thing you do not want to do when refilling is using water that is cold. I recently did this on accident thinking I was adding warm water. It turned out to be much colder than the water that I had in the aquarium. And basically I sent all my fish into shock. Luckily I didn't lose any of them, but it is something that is possible sending your fish into shock and it's not a good thing to do so in conclusion the takeaways for this particular when setting up an aquarium it is important to not put too many fish in a tank too fast because you will shock the system and cause a massive spike in ammonia without having any bacteria in the tank. Two, when nitrifying bacteria are present, harmful ammonia is converted to nitrite, then into nitrate, which is easier for plants to absorb, and they will take it out of the water column. Three, make sure you're doing water changes every week at a minimum of 10%. These will help keep your fish healthy and remove harmful chemicals that are built up 
and the water. Make sure that you're using a dechlorinated dechlorinator if you live in the cities as city water typically has some type of chlorine or chloramine which is chlorine ammonia in the water and the last tip is do not put hotter or colder water in your aquarium to shock your fish this can be detrimental in keeping your fish alive so these are just the basic. There's a ton more research to do and products that can help you at the start of the nitrogen cycle. We didn't discuss fishless cycle. Um, that fishless cycles are basically where you put a little bit of fish food in your water every day, not too much, but you put a little fish food in a fishless tank or instead of fish food, you can get like, I've seen people use just ammonia drops and drop a little bit in there until you drop it in there and it no longer starts building up when you're testing your water. But there's a ton of information out there on how to start the cycle without using fish. There's a ton of information out there. Just gotta be curious, gotta keep digging and doing your research. Um, I didn't cover a lot of stuff today just for time constraints. Again, still pretty new at this and still figuring stuff out. And so for the last part of this episode, I want to talk about a fish that maybe doesn't get seen in the hobby often enough. And that is going to be the tri-banded sumo loach. Or I am going to butcher this. Skistura baltiata. So this is the tri-banded sumo loach. They are amazing fish with a lot of energy and character. This fish is found in the Adaran River, which is connected to the Solween River. This river is found in the mountainous regions of southern China and Myanmar. The habitat, the tri-banded sumo loach, inhabits, fa inhabits fast-flowing waters and creeks and rivers. These particular rivers are have large amounts of oxygen due to turbulence that causes a lot of air bubbles to be forced into the water. These rivers are usually devoid of plant life and full of rocks. The substrate, substrate is made of sand and gravel. The water specifics, the fish in the wild is found in rivers that the pH ranges from roughly 6.5 to a 7.7 the temperature that the fish can handle range from 71 degrees fahrenheit up to 78 possibly higher but would not go above 80 or 82 this fish loves well oxygenated waters and does really well it is a mid column and bottom column of water type of fish so it will swim throughout both the diet in the wild it is omnivorous and will feed on worms small crustaceans and detritus in the aquarium it can be adapted to feed on pellets live foods or flakes this loach i have read i have read this loach is aggressive and should be kept with plenty of hiding spaces in my personal experience 
with these few individuals I have. They are not that aggressive, but obviously people have said they're aggressive from their own experience, but in my experience, they are not. They are very fun to watch, very colorful, pinks and got pinks and black and reds. Um, I have found that on food, they can be a little aggressive. And these fish can grow up to three inches, but mine are roughly an inch and a half to two inches. So they still got a ways to go. But as of now, I am loving them and enjoy watching them zoom around my aquarium. So that'll be it for today's episode. Thanks for listening to Dirty Aquatics Podcast. If you could do me a favor and give the podcast a rating wherever this is being posted, I would greatly appreciate it. If you would like to discuss a topic, you can email me at dirtyaquaticspodcast at gmail.com. And you can go to my Instagram. I haven't created one yet, but I will be. And just remember, always be active, be patient, never stop learning, and always strive to be a better Aquarius. There's always going to be something new to learn, something more interesting out there. Maybe these this topic will get you interested in the nitrogen cycle start doing research of your own figure out how you want to do it there's always something to be learned and keep on keeping your hands dirty thank you